podcast Alien Meditation, episode 8. Welcome to the Alien Meditation podcast, the program where we teach you to connect with your stellar ancestors and empower your spirit with the Andean philosophy. I am Karen Priero, shamanic facilitator, instructor, and founder of the international school Alien Meditation. Access alienmeditation.com to find content and courses that will help in your spiritual growth and your training in holistic therapies. Today, I'm going to tell how I made the transition from the New Age to a line of free thought. In a previous program, I already mentioned about the spiritual discoveries I was trying to make in the religion of the Hare Krishna. However, this time I will speak about other places I knew after Hare Krishna. There was a time in my life where I had already gotten used to the idea that astral travel exists and that there is a whole universe that cannot be explained. But since I didn't find any group compatible with my ideas, I put everything aside. It was as if I had put all my thirst of spiritual knowledge in a drawer. All that thirst of knowledge for those other realities, for the exploration of that mystical part, I hid in a drawer. I left it archived there. Over time, when you become an adult, you have to pay bills. Those things are sometimes put outside and you focus on material life, in working and achieving other goals. So, when I was already focused on having an ordinary life, work to pay bills and try to live with the best quality of life possible, with an office job Monday to Friday, some of the colleagues I had were very jovial people, and there was a lot of diversity in that workplace. So from that job, I acquired contacts where it was possible for me to have the first experience with ayahuasca. For many people, ayahuasca represents one more drug of many illegal drugs that exist to have fun. For others, ayahuasca represents a sacred drink that must be respected as such. Honestly, I didn't know what to expect at the first time I drank. I did it out of curiosity. But honestly, I did not expect anything extraordinary. I imagined that I was going to have some kind of relaxation, some kind of meditation state and possible some stomach pain followed by vomiting. But when I entered the ayahuasca climate, I realized that what I was experiencing wasn't just a simple tummy ache with meditation, but it was an experience of true expansion of consciousness. It is that kind of thing that when you already acquire a more materialistic and closed thinking, 
it is difficult for you to acquire this expansion on your own, since you have already gotten used to thinking squarely. Then, the substance gave me the expansion of consciousness that was latent within me, but that I couldn't acquire because of my square thinking. So in that case, that substance was a help for that moment in which I was going through. The shamanic experiences I had lived during the ayahuasca, I will carry in my heart until today, because it was at that time in which I felt a true connection with Mother Earth and with everything that surrounds me. Ayahuasca groups in Brazil are very particular. Some mix ayahuasca experiences with Umbandist practices, that is an Afro-Brazilian religion. In this kind of experiences, you can sit or settle freely, rest and relax in the way your body asks you to, as long as the house rules are respected. Other groups take ayahuasca with more rigid rules, where you have to stand for hours singing religious Christian music and you can't break that rule. Some have a more Christian touch, others more African, others more shamanic. That is why I say that the ayahuasca experiences are very different depending on the place where you go. Then, from those places I visit, the possibility of knowing New Age references was open to me. From there, I began to follow great leaders in the New Age in Brazil. The New Age is characterized by being a set of practices and beliefs where it's channeled with angels, archangels, ascended masters, fraternities, it's belief in the law of karma and reincarnation, and many other type of beliefs. At first, I was very excited with the idea of the New Age. I felt like a child discovering a new game that filled me with enthusiasm. And then I began to perform guided meditations to vibrate only in love, in peace, in light. I found out that there was equivalency of every Christian saint in the New Age. Jesus, for example, is the Master Sananda. And here, Mary Magdalena looks like the couple of Jesus. And the Buddhas of East can also live in perfect harmony with Catholic saints. And I discovered a world of new things that in the past I didn't imagine could be mixed. I also did a Reiki course where I learned the symbols and received the attunement ceremony of the Daikomyo Mastery symbol. I also discovered that you could channel with angels, with archangels, and a whole series of new things and practices with so much information. Each information for me was an explosion of joy and the need to know and understand more and more. And being like this in that new age tune, time went by. I was perfecting my knowledge about these practices. But one day, I suddenly felt different. It was a feeling of having reached a goal 
but I felt that from there I needed something more. I felt that no matter how much I learned from things in the new age, that knowledge didn't fully fill my spirit. Then one day, information suddenly came to me through my intuition. That information would change the course of my spiritual practice forever. It was like a voice inside me talking to me and expanding my consciousness more and more. That voice told me that who writes the history are the winners, not the losers. And that maybe if this world is so dualistic and if as the same New Age mentions, there is a constant battle in heaven and on earth between forces of light and forces of darkness, then it's possible that in this world there is an invisible war that started long ago. In that order of ideas and according to my intuition, I understood that if all this is so, in this war, there were winners and losers. And that, of course, the winners will be those who write history. Humanity lives from a past, a present, and a future. Without a past, we will have no reference in our present. And without a future, we will not understand where are we going and the reasons why we move in the present. All three times are important in human experience. And the fact that the winners of the war manipulate the history of the past will significantly affect the evolution of human race. And that day, at the precise moment when these words of my inner voice were telling me all this, I understood that the losers of the war were not necessarily the bad guys of the movie. And that maybe, and just maybe, their goal of fighting that war was good and sublime. But since they lose the war, the winners place them as the bad guys. And that was how I sense that the history was poorly written and that there were many missing links and understanding the God of Christian Bible, jealous and thirsty of blood and battles for his glory from the earliest time of mankind. Perhaps religion was created to manipulate and not to help. And what if the fallen angels weren't bad? Could someone besides the Bible guarantee that they were the bad guys? And from the moment I began to inquire into these questions, I felt that I was the only person in this world who thought that way. I felt completely misunderstood. Until one day I found a YouTube video where it was relating the facts of the Sumerian tables and I had a very strong shock. I couldn't believe what I was hearing about the accounts of the Sumerian tables. For a moment, I thought I was crazy. But when I heard the stories of the Sumerian tables, I understood 
that my intuition was leading me down a true path. In the account of the Sumerian tables, there was a patriarch of an alien race called Anunnaki. The name of this patriarch was Anu, and he came to Earth to exploit its natural resources. This patriarch had two sons, Enlil and Enki. But these two were competing with each other for the Earth's sources, and they used the working class called the Ijiji to do the hard work. Over time, the Ijiji revealed themselves. Then, Enki created the human race in the laboratory to serve as hard workers instead of the Ijiji. But the Ijiji also helped the human race escape from Anunnaki captivity. By revealing themselves to the patriarch Anu, the Ijiji were punished. These stories immediately resonated with what I was intuiting a few days ago. And it was from there that I went to the other side of the coin. Instead of the New Age, that, since then, seems to me to be one more religion among so many that exist on Earth, where people believe with blind faith everything they are told and not to question in anything. Now, I went to study conspiracy theories, where everything is reason to doubt and believe that there is a manipulation behind. From my studies on conspiracy theories, I acquired new ways of seeing the world. It was even from there that I began to have contact with alien beings in other dimensions. But with the passing of time, I understood that I had already consumed all the information that I needed to consume about conspiracy theories and that I no longer wanted to identify myself with the New Age or with the conspiracy theorists. Because both sides are just sides of the same coin, and I didn't want to be conditioned by any coin. New Ages consider themselves the good guys who are helping the planet cleanse itself of the bad. And the conspiranoids also consider themselves good, inquiring, questioning everything, considering idiots those who move by faith and who are not as analytical and illustrious as they. There is always the group of the good guys to the detriment of the group of the bad guys in a constant struggle to crush and eliminate each other. From there, I began to go deeper and deeper into shamanism because in shamanic wisdom, there is no good or evil as such. Therefore, there is not such thing as identifying who is good and who is bad according to their beliefs or the things they do. Things are just the way they are and the energies are complementary. What is really sought to achieve is a neutral state of consciousness since that is how it connects us with the source and consciousness expansion. From that moment, I began to moderate my vision and try to walk through a neutral place.
where I don't believe with blind faith everything that a spiritual leader tells me, but I continue to consider that faith is a subjective quality inherent to the human being, and that this is exactly what makes us human beings. Our subjectivity and the things that makes us move through life with ideas and ideals that we best consider that we must follow to reach our fullness in this existence. This is free thinking, a lifestyle where you don't follow any religion, dogma or guru, but at the same time you are open to all possibilities, including those mentioned by believers. Here, there is no longer blind faith, but being open to everything. But always, prioritizing the adoption of new paradigms through our own practices and personal experiences. To follow an autonomous path where the approval from a group of people who follow a dogma is not sought, but we share with humility and without believing we are the enlightened ones everything that we have researched and experienced. Because the more we research, the more we realize that this path is infinite. And with this, I close this episode. Thank you very much for your time and your attention. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share it and subscribe so that this content reaches more people that can benefit from it. See you in the next episode. Bye.